Welcome to the Nobody Asked Our Opinion broad podcast. <laughs> Words are good. <laughs> Words are uh, tricky. Uh, my name is JJ. And I'm Joanna. And this is the podcast where we, uh, this episode, we are deep diving into a movie franchise. And the franchise we are doing this uh, time is the Spider-Man movies. And we are starting this episode with the Spider-Man Far From Home movie. This is the second Tom Holland MCU Spider-Man movie. Yes, we're two of two for Tom Holland. And the third one being when? When's the third one being released? December December of this year, and I'm so excited. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Oh, God, it's going to be so good. I'm so excited. Unless it follows the trend of Spider-Man 3s, but I hope it doesn't. Please don't suck. (laughs) I did notice there's a lot of, like, references to Raimi's Spider-Man 2. In, there's, like, little moments where uh, you were like, oh, that's kind of like what, what happened what in happened that other movie. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yes. But uh, without further ado, we shall start off, we will start off with the opening sequence of um, Spider-Man Far From Home. Spider-Man Far From Home and uh, Nick Fury and Maria, I forget her full name. Maria Hill. Maria Hill. I almost said like something very like Hispanic. It's Robin. (laughs) Yeah, Robin from How I Met Your Mother, which I I never actually watched that show. Oh, girl, that show's fun, except for the last season. Last season's kind of meh. That's what I hear. But, um, and honestly, the whole season's not completely terrible. It's really just when you get to the end and you're like, really, that's how you're going to end your show? Okay. No. Homegirl Robin and uh, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, they go to like this uh, city in Mexico that's been decimated by a, uh, like, wind monster. Yes. And we we see Jake Gyllenhaal and his hunky glory as uh, yes. Mysterio, not yet called Mysterio, he's just a dude at this point, um, and he's got this, like, the cool green... Fish helmet. Fish the, helmet and yeah. costume and all that, and it's like, ooh, futuristic, blah, 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 and then you're like, what the fuck? And then it just immediately cuts to almost, it's like, it's clearly like a, a, like a Windows PowerPoint Oh, it's so bad it's good. It's because, like, <laughs> clearly students made this, but not well. And it's just, like, it's so bad it's good. And it's everything I needed in that moment. Yeah, it's like a PowerPoint of, like, it's like an in mori- uh, memoriam of all the Avengers who have fallen. And to I Will Always Love You. Yes. <laughs> which is, like, the most cliche song to use. I'm not, I am here for it, Oh, I, I love the song and I'm fine, but I just think it's so funny. They're like, what's the most cliche song we can use for a uh you know remembrance video i will always love you and i love that it's just it kind of shows the different ones and you're like did they know that vision sacrificed himself to uh to end the war did they sell people that sure how do they know like about Natasha's dead, I'm sure. death? like i'm sure it's listed somewhere but it was just kind of like Coming off of Endgame when you're watching the movie, like, it's the first movie after Endgame, and you're just like, oh, all these people looking back at it now, like, you know, 
a couple years later, you're like, how, what information did they put out about, like, Natasha Romanoff's death? I mean, I'm sure that, like, there was an official, like, like roster. Of... Oh, I'm sure there was a list of the dead, but I'm just wondering, like, do they just know that she died? Or do they know, like, how she died? Because they clearly focused the most on Iron Man's death, which was, obviously had more witnesses... And so probably more people are like, he saved us all. He's our savior. So, like... Yeah, who's going to tell of <laughs> Natasha's death? Clint. Hi, yeah. What's he doing? He's just... He's he's sitting around waiting for his TV show to start. Yeah, clearly doing <laughs> absolutely nothing. So he's nobody's well, talking he to him. <laughs> so, uh, I, clearly, it, we... it's This movie clearly takes place, what... The, it's after the blip. It's uh, they explain it's, what the blip is. I think it says it's eight months after the blip. So the they explain like oh it, all the people are now returning. It explains why some of the uh, uh, characters are still in their teenage years because they why, were... why why all of while conveniently all of Peter's friends are the same yes, age. Because all of Peter's friends. Blipped. Yes, um, uh, and uh, kind of the and. Uh, we discovered that, um, Aunt, did we know that Aunt May at this point had, uh, blipped away? No, we, I think she, this, her status was unconfirmed until she... Until she, like, straight up said it in Until she movie. straight up said it in the thing. Okay. Uh, so it's like, they do this memoriam at school, and it's really, really silly, and this is like, it's the exposition dump for the, uh, For everybody for to setting. catch up in case you haven't been watching the MCU for the last ten years, and if not, why are you even here? <laughs> You need a lot of, like, this is, like, sp- the first Spider-Man movie, you didn't need a whole lot of, like, background. This one, you need a lot more background to follow. But um, it's it's part of a bigger franchise than just Spider-Man, so I'm okay with it. I want all of it. Give me more. But, okay, I mean, so we see that. You will. You will. <laughs> yes. So we see the I Will Always Love You video, and then they talk about who who's old, who's not, and then... All of the kids are going on a trip to Europe, and Peter has this adorable little plan because he has a crush on MJ, and he's like, "Okay, I got a, uh, I got a splitter for our headphones so we mm-hmm. can watch movies together, and then I'm gonna buy her a uh, black Dahlia necklace because she likes the murder." Because she's that's weird. her. And, <laughs> and can I say, perfect. like, this iteration of MJ is the best iteration of MJ? Oh, absolutely. Hands down boots. Like, she's not just, like, your damsel in distress, like, useless, kind of oh, problematically. I have, I have notes on this later. <laughs> yeah. Like, even right from the get-go, she's just like, what are you nerds talking about? You're just like, yes, MJ. And you're, like, disheveled hair, and you're, like... Absolute like poor posture. Oh, she's we said always, this last time. She's live action Daria. Yeah, absolutely. Like just and and which is funny because Zendaya is actually like a gorgeous human being. Oh, bubbly, exuberant, and this just is a testament to her acting skills. And it's it's just so it's like her transformation into this like you know. You know, uh, I don't want to say emo. That's not the right word. No, she's like living like her best like '90s grunge era. Very '90s, yeah. Very '90s grunge alt, alt, uh, like alt rock metal. I still say that I think I summed it up perfectly with live action Daria because that's what Daria is. Absolutely, Um, and like from the get go, right from this movie, she's just like established. It's just like it's great. But so Peter has his plans and. 
Ned's like, but we're going to be bachelors in Europe and it's going to be great. And Peter's like, no, I want to, I want to hang out with MJ. And then he hops over to a fundraiser for the, the recently displaced that Aunt May is holding because all the people who have lived back all have like people living in their houses now. Yeah, I think it's that scene starts with Aunt May talking about like, oh, when I returned, I just like was in the middle of my my living room, but like other people were other there. people were there, and like the grandma was thought I was a ghost, and the the woman there thought I was a robber or a burglar, yeah. like yeah. So I can imagine that being very like very difficult to kind of like, oh, what's going on? What just happened? So they're doing they're. explaining the the way of the world right now in that scene and i love that aunt may is just exploiting her nephew she found out at the end of the last movie that he was spider-man and she's just like a hundred percent down for it which i'm also like why haven't you told aunt may in any of these other goddamn movies (laughs) aunt may's the best but she's like here for it but she's also like dress up show up here and just be spider-man i don't Mm -hmm. care if there's a robbery like you're gonna do this for me Mm -hmm. he's like so awkward he doesn't want to be there but he's like i'll do it because i love you like that's fine it's very he gives off very awkward teenage energy whenever he gets to the mic he's like thanks for having me here and thanks for being here bye (laughs) (laughs) i may go backstage now (laughs) later and then um happy shows up with the giant check um from pepper Potts because Pepper still is in charge of Stark Industries. Mm-hmm. And I put here Happy and Aunt May sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Oh, I was like, well, Happy clearly likes May, and May is like, it's the first time that May is totally like 100% down for that attention. Because she's never like rebukes it, but she's also kind of just like seems oblivious to the fact that people are like just fawning over her. And when Happy comes in, she's just like, yeah, I mean, in the first movie, we see all these people just, like, like straight up just, like, hit on her. Oh, yeah. Hardcore. And even when she's not there, they're, like, hitting on her via Peter, Peter. Parker. Yeah, multiple and times. And multiple times, and, like, to the point where we're just like, okay, guys, we get it. Yeah. But, like, this is the first time we actually see her, like, kind of, like, being okay with it or, like, responding to it in any way. Um, and it's with Happy! I love Happy. I love John Favreau. Like, I'm so happy he's in this movie. Because I think his his character gives kind of... Well, I mean, he, he does... His character does kind of develop into uh, almost like a second father figure to, to Peter. Uh, uh, you know, obviously, Daddy Stark is... Papa, uh, Papa Stark. Papa Stark. Papa Stark is, you know, uh, uh, at the top, but like... I, he's the he, he definitely plays that like stern stepfather role like in a good way like and he was because he, he even played that in the last movie yeah he call, that's he, what I he'd said. always call Happy and been like hey this is what I need and he'd be like I don't have time for you right now <laughs> Papa Happy's a little busy yeah yeah he's he's very much like the like I said he's not like the father figure per se he's like the stepfather figure he's like he he is he's willing to step up to the plate to take on fatherly duties, but he's like only like eighty percent. You're like not there. my real dad, and you never will be. You're not my real son, and you're never gonna be. Well, that, that was that was also like Peter's relationship though with Happy too. Is like he'd rather go talk to Tony, but Happy was there, and who who he talked to, he's like, but you're not my real dad. Until we get to the end, and then they embrace each other, and it's wonderful. And, and they're like, like oh, oh, they're together. Yay. Uh, we can cry when we get there. Yes. So, um, Nick, so Happy tells 
Peter that Nick Fury is going to need Spider-Man. And Peter's like, no, I don't have time for this. <laughs> I don't need this. I just want to be, a, I just want to go on vacation and be a teenager for a summer. Leave me alone. And so he goes back out on stage and gets bombarded with questions about, are you the new leader of the Avengers? <laughs> and Peter's like, I can't handle this. And he dips. And I said that Peter's going through some serious imposter syndrome. I mean, and that's that's for, like, and not only that, like, it's a lot of pressure to put on, like, what a fifteen. Uh, I yeah, mean, he's, he's still, still fifteen. 15. Like, he's still a a child, and they're talking about, oh, are you now the head of this, like, you know, ultimate crime fighting, uh, you know, ring of superheroes that is in charge of defending this entire planet? Fifteen year old child. And he's like, uh, gotta go by and just like dips. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, we do get to see the looming presence of the world missing Tony Stark with like the giant mural painted like across from him. Yeah. And the world is on Tony Stark's dick. Dick. They were always there. Dick. <laughs> that Tony Stark dick. You feel better about yourself now? I'm good. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Oh, my next note just says, I fucking love the Peter Tingle. Mine too! It just says, <laughs> Peter Tingle, yay! I love that it's called the Peter Tingle. I think it's so stupid, it's wonderful, it's perfect, and it's something that, like, of course, your uh, your middle-aged aunt would totally just be like, wouldn't call it a spidey sense, because that's too cool. Oh, you're Peter Tingle! Yeah. It's like when it's like when when you're when you ask your mom or your dad to like buy a specific gift, but they like get like the super knockoff version of it. <laughs> yes. Oh, I made the same note later when he's on the phone with uh, May when they're in Prague or no uh, Italy, yeah. and she's like, "Oh, was that Mister Strange?" <laughs> Mister Strange, it's Doctor Strange, <laughs> Mom. God. God, Aunt May. God, Aunt you know May. Anything? God. These are like my co-workers, man. Get their names right. Jeez. Um, uh, did you catch that uh, Peter's um, luggage? Yes. It was um, just says, says, what, BFP? BFP. That's Ben's. Because it's probably ben, Uncle Ben's luggage, who we still know nothing about. And I'm honestly 100% okay with never us understanding anything more about Uncle Ben. Because the other two movies were so centric around, like, that was Spider-Man's motivation for being Spider-Man. For all the things. Yeah. And now it's just, like, it's just this consequential, like, thing that happened on the side. It doesn't really have to matter in this universe. Yeah. Because... I'm going to totally laugh if the next movie is completely centric around Uncle Ben. I know, right? And we're, and, and we're like, hanging off of, like, Marvel's dick that entire time. They're like, this is everything This is everything we wanted! wanted. Yay! <laughs> But at this moment, I don't need it. We it, it it's, we have two very successful movies that have very little to do with Uncle Ben. I would be surprised if they even bring in Uncle Uncle Ben's like situation at at this point. Um, but you know, I don't. I'm I'm not a, a Marvel uh, executive. I don't know what the fuck the, is going on. I wish so. I was a Marvel executive. <laughs> I would be not doing this podcast right here, right now. <laughs> ah, fair, fair. <laughs> Mainly because I would be afraid I'd get shot. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Kevin Feige just with a like a sniper like rifle like beam on my forehead. Just I like twenty four. Yeah. I can say nothing. I can't do anything. <laughs> can I say that? No. Okay. Nope. Okay. Okay. Got it. Great. Okay. So then uh, Peter goes. Uh, 
so to now his they're like, trip yeah, and so totally gets cock flight. blocked. Mm-hmm. Totally gets cock blocked. And it's funny because it's because he asks Ned, "Hey, can we go like go try to find a way for me to sit next to sit next to MJ?" And so he goes. It's like, "Oh, Peter has a perfume allergy, perfume allergy, and he needs to sit, you know, away from the dude that we're sitting next to." And then the teacher just like swoops in. And is like, "Okay, guys, let's do all this, and we're gonna do. You're gonna switch here and here and here and here." And he ends up sitting next to he ends up sitting next to the teacher. No, and it's every single high school trip, school trip, you have the one teacher who's like, I'm only here because I'm contractually obligated to be here. And the other teacher who's like, I am going to be the ultimate mother hen over all Uh of you. And this is my flock and I'm taking care of everything. And it is very that heightened. And I love and appreciate that because you're like, oh, I know that teacher. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've been to school trips with that teacher. Yes. (laughs) And so, yeah, Peter sits next to the teacher. Ned sits next to... I don't... I, I call her blonde chick. I don't know her name. Betty. Okay. Betty Brandt. So, in the uh, in the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans, that's uh, Elizabeth Banks. I didn't know Elizabeth Banks' character had a name. Mm-hmm. You're right. It is Betty. Because I do remember hearing J... 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 Jonah Jameson saying, Betty! Do this! Yeah, so her, her name's Betty Brant because that's the same character. Got it. Um, and then, lo and behold, MJ is sitting next to Super Hunky Asian, who like was previously just like some scrawny little, like, nothing. No. Somebody's, like, younger brother, like, middle school kid or whatever. Yeah, and now he, not having been part of the blip, now he's five years older and is, like, super hunky and, like, all the girls are after him. And is you know, uh, obvious like romantic threat to yes to Peter Parker, and he's like, Bleh. I don't think I ever wrote down his name. Is his name Brad? His name is Brad. Brad. It's like it's some generic like like macho hunk name. It's, it's like, like Brad, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, it's some like it's some like douchey white boy name. It's like which is funny because he's not a white boy, it, but which I uh, again appreciate that it's uh, an Asian character getting kind of a uh, romantic e type of. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, he's, it's he's like a, a rival. He's a, he's a rival, and he gets shit on the entire movie by your protagonist. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm glad here for the representation, but it was just one of those moments where it's like he's not a great character. He gets shit on the entire movie. Um, but I love that Ned and Betty end up getting to get hooking up in this movie. Uh, yeah. It's so adorable. It's so, it's so, like, and it's exactly how Peter wanted his life to work out. Exactly. And Ned was not here for this plan at all and was like, oh, we just, we had a moment and now like, we we're found together. Like, we had a lot of common. And I, it's funny because it was prefaced, like he said, like right at the beginning of the, the, the flight, it's like, it's only a nine hour flight. What could possibly happen? And he walks off with a girlfriend. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. No, and I'm here for it because I think it's it's totally the relationship you didn't expect to see. No. But the one you needed in your life. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm the, so here for this. I'm so here for this. And they're like, they, they act like they've been together for years. They oh, like, yeah. They're like, they're like immediately like doting on each other and calling each other. Oh, like and I love names. the progression of their relationship. Like they immediately buy like those like floral, like matching ball caps in Italy. Oh my God. Yeah. And it just, everything they do is like, we, we've been married for like 30 years. We're on our anniversary and we're just doing those like stupid couple yeah. shit. Yeah. And it's, I'm here for it. I stand it. I want it. <laughs> 
Um, and so they go to their really shitty uh, hotel, which is also gives me accurate school trip energy. Yeah, of course you're going to be like in a hotel where you know half it's of half it's of it underwater. underwater. Yeah, I yeah, mean, absolutely. Venice is underwater. Underwater, but like. Uh, but the hotel should the be. hotel shouldn't be. But it's also like this is how much money we have at our public school. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the fact that uh, like as they were like doing montages of like the kids doing the different things. Of course, Flash is the douchebag guy with the selfie stick vlogging on the, the oh, class absolutely. trip. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, also, did you clock when he's uh, Peter's going around and he uh, goes in to go get hit the the black Dahlia necklace? Jake Gyllenhaal is just chilling in the background. I literally put, did you see Jake Gyllenhaal? <laughs> He's and, right there. And then you also see his other random cronies, like, hiding throughout, like, different scenes throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. You're just like, and if you're not paying attention, like, on your first viewing, you would never notice it. No, because it's such, like, it's so, so in the background, so, like. But, like, upon second time, you're like, oh. Oh, you're really just doing this from the beginning yeah. without telling me. Oh, yeah. It's like, I recognize that that chiseled bearded jawline that is Jake Gyllenhaal I know who that god is <laughs> that Grecian god um, and then on a side note I just love the chemistry between Tom Holland and Zendaya they are so they are so cute together yeah. they, they interact so well their on screen chemistry is just wonderful and they're also like super adorable in like interviews like you can tell that they just really get along and they're good friends by yeah. this point and I just I'm here for that party Oh yeah, I yeah. This is it. this is definitely one of those moments where you, you get to see kind of like the, the it's that the Bo conversation, right? Yeah. Where she's talking about like, oh, Bo is just like an Italian word for fucking anything. Yeah. No, I love it. And then she's just like, some guy was like, oh, you guys want to buy a rose? Buy a rose for your girl. And Peter's like, do I buy it? Do I don't buy it? What do I do? What do I do? And she's just like, Bo. And he was like, oh, fine, fuck you too. Yeah, and he just like walks away. And he's like, oh, wow, yeah, that really worked. worked. Oh, and then good. she's like bugging him about what he bought. And he's mm-hmm. just like, Bo. And she's like, well played. Well played. Mm-hmm. Good yes. job. I've taught yeah. you well. <laughs> um, and then, attack on the water monster! I know, I was like, oh no, water is acting funny. <laughs> <laughs> I also wrote, I'm strong and I'm sticky. <laughs> I literally wrote that down too. Because he's like, I'm I really can help. strong and sticky. <laughs> I can help. I'm really strong and I'm sticky. <laughs> I love it. Because uh, Venice gets attacked by a water monster and Mysterio, uh, well, Jake Gyllenhaal's character. He is not named yet. <laughs> unnamed character at this point comes in, swoops in, and like uh, sort of saves the day. Uh, we get uh, another moment where. Peter Parker is, you know, trying to hold two buildings together. Oh, Except I... this time, it is kind of like, it, like the piss is kind of taken out of it because he gets bonked on the head by the bell like a couple yeah. times. Oh, I so I, I literally wrote down, it's not a Spider-Man movie until Peter Parker has to hold up something heavy. Mm-hmm. And, but what's, what's great about it is that it, it, it's not like this fraught tension of like, oh my God, will he do this thing? It's kind of like, oh, it's this kind of like offhand, almost, almost silly moment where he like is trying to do, be, he's trying to be the, the hero, yeah. but because he's a child, he'll, he's going to fuck up. So he like loses his footing and hits his head on a, on a, a giant a, bell, on a giant bell twice yeah. <laughs> before finally getting his footing. And it's like, it, it's just like a great kind of like characterization moment for 
Tom Holland Spider Man. Oh, I do love that. And then, um, and then I love like in the midst of all that, he's like, "Oh my God, is this necklace thing safe?" And it's just like, "Okay, necklace is safe." I almost wanted there to be a moment where then he like trips and falls and it breaks. <laughs> right, like he just like missteps off of like the dock and it just like it falls out of his hand and like yeah. goes into the water and you're like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't it's fine he puts it back in his pocket all is well they go back to their hotel and i love that flash is a spider-man stand absolutely it's he's like, like he makes me want to be a better man yeah. he's so great i love him i love him fuck you peter fuck you peter you douche <laughs> go eat shit and die <laughs> but but let me tell you about my man spider-man the spider-man dough he want to kick that water monster's ass and then Happy is having a lunch with uh, Aunt May. I said Happy is after that May Boutte. Yes, get that May Boutte. And like, and I just love that May knows that Peter finds it awkward. Oh, for sure. And gives zero fucks. She's just like, Happy oh, wants to talk to you. you. <laughs> and they're both like, uh, uh, hi, oh. hi, Happy, hi, hi. Um, <laughs> oh, I got pamphlets. I got, I gotta go. And May's just eating it up. She's oh, like, no. I'm going to make both of these people as uncomfortable as humanly possible. It's great. I love it. And then um, Ned and Peter are in the room and they're talking about what's been going on or they're walking into the room and then all of a sudden, slap, Ned gets shot with the dart and Nick Fury is there. Dun, 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 dun. Because why? Peter Parker's been ghosting him. Peter Parker's <laughs> been ghosting him because that's just it. Okay, so I love Samuel L. Jackson. I love him in this role. And I love that every time somebody knocks on the door, Nick Fury is like, am I going to kill this fucker? Is this, is this, guy, or is this the next one? I, I, will, I will shoot all these people with hearts <laughs> and then I will move to bullets. <laughs> and it's just great. I love that. I love that scene too. He, I, I think he even says like, if one more person <laughs> on this motherfucking <laughs> hotel opens that motherfucking door... <laughs> I love it. And so they they sneak off and go meet Jake Gyllenhaal, who is so attractive. I mean, come on, guys. Like, I, I, I'm sure I listed this about 6,000 more times in these notes, but I don't care. He is so attractive. And um, just to point out, like, I got to meet him because I saw him in a play. And he is more attractive in person. Of course he is. And he is brilliant to watch act live. He was in a one-man show, and that man oh, had me completely about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. captivated the entire time, and 80% of that show was him standing in the middle of a stage with just him, a microphone, and a spotlight. Yeah, I remember you mentioning And this. I was completely mm-hmm. engaged, and then sobbing by the end. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal is brilliant. I think he is, he is kind of an, uh, uh, kind of an underrated actor. I think. Oh, I think so, too. I think that not enough people give him credit for his skill as an actor. Because even in this movie, he is brilliant. In this like movie. you, like the twist. Like I don't know. I, I don't know about you. I never saw it coming. I was like, oh. Huh? Well, because I remember when we were talking about it beforehand. You said the thing that you said first was <laughs> <laughs> the thing you said first was that. Isn't he supposed to be a villain in the like in the cartoons? Like yeah, I, I remember I, him yeah. being a, a villain, and then we sit down and we watch it though. But the way that they unveiled the twist was very well done. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I remember saying, I'm thinking like, oh, is that, I thought Mysterio was a was a bad guy. Like he's a good guy here. <laughs> Why yeah. is he still a good guy? Why is good? And you don't and care like, because he's so attractive. And then when he's you find out he's a bad guy and how he's a bad guy and why he's a bad guy, you're like, oh. Oh yeah, it was it was it, it's a very like clever like 
It's good writing and good acting. I also did write, he says, call me Quentin. And I wrote, call me Quentin, daddy, what else? I do love his line. He says, don't ever apologize for being the smartest in the room. I was like, that's a flex. And I'm here for it. I also wrote down Nick Fury's line. Bitch, please. You've been to to space. I also wrote that. Um, And also, um, it was a throwaway line. But Peter says, they study Thor in physics class. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because now all the all the thing all the uh, myths because they, they talk about like the uh, the monsters are all different elemental like archetypes that have been kind of documented throughout human history. But it was always uh, let it was always set up to be it was just this myth that wasn't to really be believed and he was like well Thor's a myth and. Now we study him in physics. Yeah, so like, of course there are elemental monsters sure, that are trying like, to destroy I, the planet. I'll believe anything at this Got point. Got it. <laughs> um, also, Spider-Man is the only one in the Avengers who d- has a actual secret identity. Everybody else, you know who they are. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so he's just like, oh no, I like, I can't be here in my Spider-Man suit because... Everybody is going to know who I am because my, my classmates are going to realize that I was in DC with them in the first movie and then Spider-Man shows up and then now I'm here and then Spider-Man shows up. That won't work. For sure. So. Um, oh, we forgot that uh, Nick Fury gives those uh, the Edith classes to. Um, oh, yes. But we don't know what Edith is yet. We're not there yet. But he, but the, he, but gives, he, him the he gives him the glasses. And, and as a gift, like he says, oh, this is Tony Stark's gift to you. Yes. Um, which is like a, another touching moment of, you know, Daddy Stark's like comforting yes. Peter. And he's like, oh my God, I would cherish. Yes. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. Oh my God. I cannot with the housing market right now, Joanna. Have I not told you about Capital Realty Center? Oh, the premier realty group that supported and succeeded throughout the California landscape? Now I remember. If that's what you're looking for, call Kathy Johnson at 916-606-0687 to win that next bid. That's Kathy Johnson with Capital Realty Center at 916-606-0687. License number 02021378. Back, 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 back again. We're back. Okay, so this is a great point to start back on. And I really want to go to Europe. This, this is what this movie made me do. Made I know. Me I was go like, to I want to go to Venice too. I want to go. I want, I want to, to visit, go to Prague. I want to be in Prague during the Festival of Lights. <laughs> yeah, no, this entire movie, I just spent the entire, like, having, like, travel envy. Like, are we even allowed in Europe yet? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think we're even allowed in Europe yet. I want to go to Europe so bad. And then, okay, so now uh, he's, Nick Fury has uh, hijacked his trip. Mm-hmm. And they're all going to Prague instead of Paris. Which, you know, fucks up Peter's Peter, plan. Peter's plan, but also, Prague is beautiful. Like, just calm down, kid. Like, you'll, you'll be, be fine. fine. <laughs> you'll be but fine. But he starts, he puts on the Edith, the glasses and finds out there, uh, uh, the glasses, they're called Edith, which means, even dead, I'm the hero. Ha <laughs> um, ha! Oh, Tony, Tony Stark. Stark. <laughs> um, so, but my thought process here is, Tony really needs to think about what's appropriate to give to a teenager. In the first movie, he gave this uh, the suit with the suit lady, Karen. 
And Karen just wanted to kill people. All she wanted to do was like, shall I engage kill mode? <laughs> and immediately he's just like, oh, I need to get rid of this th- like this threat. And Edith is like, are you sure? Yeah. Okay. All right, attack drone like deployed. You're like, what? <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh, it's it's a 15 year old should not have that kind of. Power. Well, to be fair, in the first movie, he did have the training wheels protocol that he bypassed via Ned. Yes, but there were no training wheel protocols on Edith. Not on Edith, for sure. But then again, bitch, please, he's been to space. <laughs> yeah, and then promptly died. Yeah, not his fault. Not his fault, but promptly died. It was it, it, arguably Tony's fault if he hadn't got that glove. No, no, Star Lord's fault. Yeah, fuck Star Lord. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch. <laughs> Boo! Where's Gamora? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> if anybody would like to hear all of our uncensored thoughts on Endgame, <laughs> email us at nobodyafteropinion at gmail dot com and we'll rewatch that. <laughs> but um so but yes yeah Edith has like immediate like anything you, t- you want her to do is she's like oh shall I kill it yeah <laughs> let's kill it can I kill it with fire or do you, shall I kill it with kill it with drones kill it with drones kill it with bullets <laughs> how would you like this stuff to happen <laughs> exactly and then there's the hot spy lady and she's like here put on this new suit Take off your clothes. I need to see if it fits. And then Brad, who's a total douche, walks in. And I understand, like, the moment of kind of going, like, whoa, what the fuck's happening? But then he goes, let's take a picture. picture. Oh, like, that, I don't know if that screams, like, Gen Z, like, culture. That, like, the first thing, the first thing they do is, like, want to take a photo of it. Or if it's like, if it speaks to him as like... I think it speaks to him as a person because he's like, I need to take pictures. Then he goes, because he wants, I need to show MJ. Because I want to show, show MJ. Because that, she's going to be with me, not with you. Because Yeah, that's right. Because he runs out and is like, you can't, sh- you can't you know, show that picture to MJ. And he's like, no, I, I want to get with her. And uh, it's obvious that you want to get with her too. And this is my way of uh, taking you out. And so he's like, oh, okay. I see. I, I see your. Uh, I see your um, uh, uh, problematic picture of me with my pants down. I raise you, attack drone. Yes. <laughs> um, Accidentally. Accidental. Um, but then you know. Wasn't he trying to like just uh, like get, get a get like a hold like hack into his phone and like delete the photo or something? But yeah, then, and then he got distracted and... And then was like, oh, oops, I'm... Uh, oops, I, in, <laughs> I initiated kill mode, my bad. <laughs> oops. Um, so he jumps out of, a, you know, the emergency hatch on the roof and takes care of all of the things. Um, I wrote down, Ned is the best, and I forget why I put that note, but Ned's the best. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think what Ned did during the... I mean, he was texting the girl that he's with, and they're right next to each other. They were texting each other like, I miss you. Yeah, no. <laughs> they were sitting next to each other. Um, what else did... What else did I, it might have been a later scene. I don't okay. know. It's just the next note I have written down is, Ned is the best. And um, Oh, that, no, I know what it is. It's because he comes up to Peter and he goes, hey, I know I've been... 
uh, I haven't been giving you a whole lot of attention right now. Oh, because he's like, because, oh, because I've, 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 I've been spending time with Betty and, you know, nurturing my relationship. But I just want to let you know, hey, I'm always your guy in the always chair. Always the guy in the chair. And I'm always here for you if you need me. And I'm sorry I've been neglectful. And I'm like, Ned is the best friend that everybody deserves and nobody quite has. But then he also goes, oh, by the way, you need to save us all. <laughs> well, that was... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you need to keep you need keep to keep that safe. you need to keep us all safe and keep the monster away from us. <laughs> and so um, you got to keep the fire monster away from the metal. And uh, Papa Nick needs to calm down. Yeah, I said uh, Fury yells at Peter because he's just being a fucking teenager. Yeah, <laughs> you're just like whoa, 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 Papa Nick, calm down. Yeah, he can't, like calm I, down. <laughs> he needs to back. You know, the, what's the the Put on the brakes on that on that train there, because yeah, he's yeah, a, he's a child. And so Peter and gets all sad, and he goes up onto the roof and sits down. And then we get such a good speech from the spoiler alert villain, mm-hmm. um, who in that scene never actually touches Peter. So you yes. realize that is actually just a projection when you look back on it, though. But at that moment, he never actually touches him. You're like, correct. Oh, you were just projecting. Interesting. And so they send the kids to the opera instead of the, instead festi- of the festival. festival of lights, which um, I love all forms of theater. And even I would have been like a four-hour opera or but go there's party. A, there's a party outside. <laughs> a party. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she's a teenager. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, and MJ looks all cute and adorable. And like she's clearly very into Peter. Um, yes, this is the first time I th- I think I started getting the inkling that she's like, oh, you want to like. Oh, I got it a little bit when they're having their like their bow talk in Venice. Like there's a little bit of like she went out of her way to like walk with him and talk. And I was like, oh, maybe there's a little bit. But here she's just like, I'm going to be vulnerable here mm-hmm. for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're being all cute and sweet, and Peter's like, but I gotta go save the world. (laughs) Sorry about it. And so he leaves, and then MJ follows, and then Betty's like, let's go to the party instead of sitting here. And so they all leave. So they all leave. (laughs) So going to the fucking opera was like a moot point, because they all just end up going to the carnival They all just leave anyway, so none of Peter's friends are (laughs) safe. So they're all in danger yet again. And then Fire Monster! Yes. Uh, I did right here. He puts on the new suit, and this is that uh, the Spider-Man, uh, Raimi Spider-Man reference, because he's like, "Oh, how's the fit?" He's like, "Oh, it's a little tight around the web shooter." Yeah. A reference to that. Oh, it's a little tight around the crotch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, was it Spider-Man Two? Yes. Yes. Where he's in the elevator with a uh, house barks. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, ah, ah, ah! I see what you did there. Giggle, giggle. Giggle. And I love that Ned's sitting there trying to figure out how to cover for this when they're trapped on the Ferris wheel. And he finally goes, uh, 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 Night Monkey! That's Night Monkey! (laughs) Is it just me? Or does that seem vaguely racist? Vaguely a little bit. Vaguely problematic? Like... I mean, a black a, 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 a person clad in black, and you're calling them night monkey. It's just a little like slightly bordering on little, the on the little problematic moment. Uh, Thankfully, we we don't hang out in this land for a whole lot. And it's clear it's, that like he was at he was grasping at straws. Yeah. He's like ah. Night, it's night monkey it, because he, he climbs can, around like a monkey. And also shoots spider webs. <laughs> he's, he's a spider, spider monkey. monkey. 
Um, but yes, yeah, so like the the fire monster attacks and you know wreaks all the havoc. Um, we do get that uh, shot of uh, one of the projectors getting kind of like pinged, pinged off and uh, kind of shot down an alley. And MJ just like looks. It was like, oh, what's that? Oh. What's that? I'm gonna go pick gonna that go up pick because that, up. that looks like the same webs the Spider Man uses. <laughs> Um, but Mysterio ultimately stops the monster. Somebody mm-hmm. gets hurt. Um, and then Nick Fury's like, we could use you. Yeah, and I love, I still love that Peter calls everybody ma'am or mister. Because he's sitting there instead of calling him Quentin, he goes, Mr. Back. Mr. Back. Mr. Back. <laughs> yeah. Um, which was adorable. Um, and then Fury gives Peter some tough love and says that he needs to make a choice. Are you going to be a teenager or an adventure? Yeah. Because those are options that are mm-hmm. rational. Yeah, that's the that's the only two options this kid can have. He can either be a full blown, like global hero, or just a regular teenager. Yeah, there's no in between. There's no like I can do like I can I can avenge on the weekends. <laughs> yeah, nope. It's um. It's all or nothing for this guy, yep. and um. So he goes off with Jake Gyllenhaal's Quentin, and they kind of like have a little heart to heart. Jake Gyllenhaal like basically tells him like, you know, Stark, you know, gave you this for a reason, and you know, trying to trust, be a good mentor. Trying to be a good mentor, you know, another kind of like pseudo father figure to uh, uh, Peter Parker, who clearly looks up to this guy, but also kind of manipulating things. Obviously, <laughs> yes. But yeah. we we come to find this. Yeah. But so Peter goes. I'm going to go be a teenager. I Tony wanted me to find the next person to be him. And I think that's you. You have the glasses. And he gives control of Edith to Jake Gyllenhaal. And he goes, he puts them on. He goes, they look good on you. And I said, everything looks good on Jake Gyllenhaal, you fool. <laughs> of course they do. Duh. Um, and then Peter leaves after he, like I said, he gives control. Uh, he, you know, gives full control of Edith to Quentin Beck. And then as he's leaving, he bites, bites the corner, then everything starts fading. You see the illusion disappear. And I, I said, even though we all knew it was coming, because if you watched any of the cartoons, you knew that he was a bad guy. It was so well-timed. It was so, like, the way that they... It was very good. Because we're, like, halfway, if not further than halfway through this movie at this point. Yeah, I like, think we're we at least an hour in. We have spent a solid amount of time of them going... Oh no, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. Okay, fine, we're gonna do this. Yeah. <laughs> but I think like the just the timing of how it was done, it was so smartly done. And they even got the fool, um, Ralphie from a Christmas story. I read, yeah. <laughs> is is was actually an he Iron Man. He was in Iron Man One back in two thousand eight and is in And they brought him back, brought him said, back hey, for Ralphie, this. <laughs> <laughs> we need you in this movie for this reveal. Um, so I love that Ralphie's just, is there also, and... I love he, like, goes around and is, like, because we find out that he's a former employee of Tony Stark. Um... He created Barf. He created Barf, and he was, like, he called my life's work Barf? Like, ugh! Uh, and so he, like, he has, his whole team is full of, like, former Star, uh, Stark Industries employees. And um, he goes around and is like, without you, who did all these technological things, we wouldn't be here. Without you, who did all these, like, uh, you know, trying to, you know, manipulate the satellites and things. And then he goes to Janice and without you, Janice, I wouldn't have a costume. <laughs> I wouldn't look this cool. I wouldn't look this cool. <laughs> no, I, I do love it. And 
it was a big uh, exposition dump, but it was very well done. Um, And I do love the very subtle thing. Like, he's... The grandiose of it is he's playing it off is that he... (laughs) Uh, Tony Stark took his, you know, his life's work and made a mockery of it. And that's why he's mad. And he goes, and then he had the decent, like, he had, he he feigned to call me, like, mentally unstable. And then he, like, continues on. And you're like, oh, no, you're just crazy. Because <laughs> you're mentally unstable. <laughs> um, and then, but then we, we leave there and we go back to the hotel and MJ and Peter have their cute little date. They have the a fridge. cute little date. And then, they're super adorable. And then MJ goes, you're Spider-Man. You're Spider-Man, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, that, that's duh. Yeah. And, and he's like, no, no, I'm not Spider-Man. What are you talking about? Uh, but she, but she's like, but this is, she takes out that machine. Is like, this is like, every time you're not around, Spider-Man is here. And yeah. the Night Monkey has got to be Spider-Man because he shoots webs like Spider-Man. Yeah. And then they find out that it's a projector and then they figure out all of the things. And we get that evil villain monologue. We cut over to the evil villain monologue, which is great. Yeah, um, and, and you know, Mysterio finds out that like one of his drones is missing, and he finds that like MJ picks it up, and he's like, ah, shit. I'm going to have to kill them now. I'm going to have to kill these kids. And then Tom Holland goes inside, and he tells MJ, yep, I'm Spider-Man, and I got to change, and he looks good without a shirt. And I can say that because he's over 21 when he made this film. And then you can tell MJ's like, can I, can can I, I see? <laughs> can I see? <laughs> I want to see. <laughs> And then Ned walks in and he's like, oh, <laughs> nice costume for trying the... To, trying to come in clutch, which I appreciate. Yeah, coming in clutch and trying to explain away. But he's like, no, I know. And I know. And I told her. And she's like, I knew for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, shut up, MJ. You didn't know, you didn't know shit. <laughs> but then so Peter leaves and he goes to find Nick Fury and they get, he gets in the car and um, that seatbelt thing where the seatbelt was getting stuck and he was trying to like seatbelt himself in, um, hashtag relatable. Yeah. Except for the part where you like, like you pull too hard and you like rip the seatbelt out. Um, but I was like, oh, I feel that on a deep level. Um, and then we find out that it's not really Nick Fury, it's Mysterio. It's Mysterio again, and he, like, plays minds with, uh, mind games with Peter and, like, makes him see all, all these illusions and, like... Okay, this is the most well-done illusion scene ever. It is so smartly done. It is, like, as an audience member, you're like, what's real? What's fake? I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. And you're, like, twisted upside down and you're disoriented, just like Peter would be. Absolutely. And it's just so, oh. And, like, to bring so up, good. like, a, like a zombie Iron Man and, like, it just, like, yeah. really, like, attacks Peter at, like, as, as soul. Like, to see, like, oh, the 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 thing that he, like, admires the most is, is you know, his death. You are the reason why I died. Yeah, yeah, that like, kind of oh, thing. Fuck. And you're like, oh, damn, he is, he's not pulling any punches and trying to get this kid to, like, yeah. get him off his game. And then, and then he, like, falls out and he's, like, and then we hit that deep fake where yeah. you, you, think, think. You, you think you're like, oh, man, okay, we're here. This is Nick. This is, like, fine. And you're like, nope, it's Mysterio. And you just told him who knows who you are. And mm-hmm. then he immediately gets hit by a train. Absolutely. And I was like, what in the mean girls? You're just like, right? <laughs> Damn, he just got Regina George. <laughs> Super hard. And um, so he 
he wakes like, up in a jail. And this is hilarious because it's in the Netherlands. And so and he's like, wearing a jersey. And it's a Holland jersey. Mm-hmm. And, and like, he's Tom Holland. I read the same thing. It was so funny. It's so, <laughs> it's so stupid. It doesn't matter to anything. But I'm like, Tom Holland is in Holland. <laughs> it's so like... And the jail people are so adorable. They're so fun. And like they're just like, oh, we put it on you because we thought you looked cold. And yeah, we gave you the shirt because you looked like you were cold. And oh well, uh, it's like, well, where's the jailer? It's like, oh, he's talking on the phone to his wife. She's pregnant. And they're, they're like, oh, congrats on him! Yay! It's so funny. And so he like like breaks out because yeah, he's a fucking. Spider-Man. And the jailer's like wearing like the the night monkey. <laughs> yeah, he totally is. Just walking around on the phone, and the the guys in the jail just kind of pull it back they're like is everything fine in there sure yeah we're fine yeah we're fine we're good don't worry about it (laughs) um everybody's nice in holland everybody's nice in holland and they give him a phone and he's able to talk to happy and then so happy he calls happy and then okay the my favorite one of my favorite scenes in this entire movie is when the the plane lands and Peter's so excited. Like, he runs over, then he stops, and he says, wait. Wait, hold on. And he, and he goes, tell me something only you would know. And then, you know, he describes, like, this goofy scene about him, and he's like, well, you you were you you porn. porn. <laughs> <laughs> when we were in Belgium. And he's like, oh, my God, okay, my God. Okay, okay. And no, but then he's just so relieved. Yeah. Like just the, uh, like a teenager would be. Yeah, just like... Like, there's finally an adult here who can help me. Yes, yeah. Like, the, the complete, like, change from, like... Who the fuck is this strange potential stranger danger to like? Oh, thank God I'm safe. Yes. Um, because he just cotton. He just came from his mind being fucked by yep. by uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio. Yep. Um, and he's like, I don't know what's real anymore. I don't know. I barely know where I am. Like I'm all sorts of disoriented. And the the one thing that he like now is the happy is like the one thing that he solidly knows is safety. Yes, and then Papa Happy coming in clutch for the dad advice. Absolutely. Of, you know, Tony didn't know what he was doing. Tony was terrified, but the one thing he was sure, certain about was you. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'm not crying, you're crying. <laughs> These are tears of sadness. And uh. then when he makes the decision to like, I'm going to make a new suit, we're going to go here, this is what we're going to do. And I was just like, it's proud Papa Happy. And then, Peter, you fucking idiot. I said... It's AC Thunderbolt DC, you cretin. <laughs> it was like, oh, oh, because I was like, back in black, Peter, you idiot. Oh, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but I still love it was the callback to spe- the opening of Iron Man 1 was ba- black and ba- uh, back in black. Black I and black. Words. Black and black. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> we're black, 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 black again. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> no. No, no, we're not. We are not. And so... Uh, Peter's getting all ready, and Mysterio is going to kill the kids. I wrote, got to fix those wrinkles, Janice. Because <laughs> like the, the entire yeah. montage is like, you got to do this and fix the satellites. You got to do this and fix all the artillery. Janice, fix those goddamn wrinkles. And she's like, I'm on it. <laughs> With her steamer. Yes. As a costume, Janice, as the, a, un, <laughs> the unsung hero of the as, enemies. As a costumer, I felt that. Right? She's real. like, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> the, the fabric is too thick, I think. Um. And so then, and uh, so I, I, again, I say these teachers are the worst, and I'm here for it. Because they're like, saying, oh, should we stay on the bus or should we like uh, leave? leave? What do we do? What do we do? Oh, once everything explodes, we should probably leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then again, like as they're running, you can see the guy who was driving the bus in the background. As they're running past, you see him in his little hat, and you're like, hey, 
You. You dick. <laughs> you tried to kill my friends. And then Peter's got them electric webs, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and I wrote, MJ is greater than MJ. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because she has the wherewithal to, like, pick up a weapon and actually fucking use it. To use it. And then she takes this mace and runs all the way there, like, at the end, ready to fight. Like, she's running into battle with a giant mace. She's and like, I got like, you, Peter. <laughs> You're too great. I love you. Um, I wrote down that these fight scenes all look amazing. Yeah, like, like it's... visually was super, like, appeasing to my eye. It, it's like just absolute beautiful like CGI work, um, which was not happening in Spider-Man Three, but we will get to that <laughs> later. Um, it was just you know super visually appealing, all the, all the action and all the uh, all the drones and stuff. So uh, Spider-Man um, gets like he. Happy sends him like oh, super high up into the sky so that Mysterio can't like detect him or something. And then he drops down. And then drops down, and I'm like, oh, spider shoot, spider wings, woo woo! He's got new all these like cool things. And then he like goes into like the illusion. Yes. And like starts like fucking shit up with like yeah the electric the uh, electric webs electric and- webs and um you know starts to like dis- starts to cause the illusion to kind of go away and like obviously Jake Gyllenhaal is like. Well, shit, like, that's kind of not what I want. <laughs> uh, I need to fix this. Um, and so, you know, uh, Peter's fucking shit up, and then he's there, and he's standing over uh, uh, Beck, and he's sitting there, and all of a sudden, the Peter Tingle comes in clutch, and when he grabs that gun, and, like, all of a sudden, you just see, um, he, like, you just see his arms shoot out, and then he, like, like holds out and you're like what the fuck just happened and you hear a gunshot and it was um, actually Quentin standing there with the gun and I was just like oh that yes. reveal was so good was so that good. was so good Ugh. and of course he would do something like that would be exactly what a Jake Gyllenhaal's mystery would do yes no absolutely it was so good and then so we go from there and then we see and I said oh fucking Ralphie up to some bullshit downloading all of this stuff mm-hmm. onto a flash drive like, which He's doing some shady ass shit. To some bullshit. I did write down that um, while because Happy is trying to save Peter's friends, and so they go into the tower, the Tower of London, I believe. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Because they're off. They're on the Tower Bridge. bridge, Yeah. And so, like, in order for them to get safe from the drones, they like lock themselves in this like room, and like he gets like a shield and like Captain tries to Captain America the shield, (laughs) and it's like the most pathetic like little toss, and then he's like, "How does Captain America do this?" So I'm like, oh, happy. Oh, I love him so much. (laughs) And then, so then we, again, we see MJ running into battle with her, uh, with her mace. And then they kiss. And so I go, look at that kiss. They're so cute. I freaking love you guys. Because at first it's just like an awkward little peck. And they're like, ooh. And then they're like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) But it wasn't like too, oh. No, it was very, it was very like teenagers, teenagers like, uh. Like, very much teenager kiss, kissing. Yeah. Um, Which, again, I think is funny because they're, like, 23. But, right. But, no, but it was very well done. It was super cute. And then, uh, oh, I said, come through with the power play, happy. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yeah. So then, yeah, everything. 
Then they all go home. <laughs> they all go home. Uh, I think Aunt May is just like, oh, where's your luggage? Oh, that's right. They exploded. exploded. <laughs> <laughs> no, which was great. Um, Flash, oh, I, I put Flash has mommy issues. I wrote that. He's like, oh. Uh, Could I mother not come? Couldn't mother not be here? And you can see like the dejection in his face. Well, then also when Peter was like spying on all of their their text messages. He I noticed that. About, like his dad or something like that. Like yeah. He has parent issues. His parents don't love him. And that just goes to show all bullies are just people who are hurting. Not all bullies. Not all bullies. But a lot of bullies. A lot of bullies. Sometimes you just need to show people some love. But yeah, uh, Flash is a douche because he's compensating for his mommy issues. Well, um, apparently parent issues. Like, uh, all, all parent issues. Yeah. Um, oh, there is a theory that you're going to find out that uh, Flash is somehow a part of like Oscorp. And that his parents are like the heads of, like, Oscorp. Oh, that's why they're, like... And that's why they're super, like, neglectful. Mm. And I was like, that's interesting. That's fascinating. I'm here for so it. So he's, like, the Harry Osborn of yeah. the Tom Holland? except for his name's Flash Thompson. But yeah. I don't think his real name's Flash. Maybe he's adopted. Maybe we'll find out that his parents are, like, super white. I, who, at this point, who, who knows? knows? <laughs> I don't know. I just... It was something that I remember reading about, and I was like, Interesting. Um, um, we find out that Ned and Betty break up. They broke up because they're like, it was just, it was just, it was just a, it was our time together and they like, <laughs> and now it's apart and you're just like, that was super mature. Yeah. High school students are not that mature. <laughs> no. And I think that's why it's so absurd. Yeah. That they're like, the, the, the speed that their relationship started at and then like this. Just the way that they ended it. They, so like, like broke up on the plane. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, oh, like, this was such a, like, odd, like, little relationship, but yeah. we're just like, we're, we're all like, yeah, you go, Ned. Get you some, Betty. Yeah. Yeah. No. You know, and it was just super, like, and it still felt satisfying at the end. You're just like, of course they broke up. Because they're, they're teenagers. Like, of yeah. course they broke up. Yeah. Um, and then I love that. And then we see Peter sitting down. With Happy and Bane, he's like, we need to talk about this. We need to talk about um, what, what's, your, going on. Yeah. what's going on between. Are you guys? Are you guys in a relationship? And and, and Happy's like, yes. And, and then Bane's like, like, no. And then like, what? <laughs> and she was like, it was like a summer fling. And Happy's like, a summer fling that, that like turns and turns into more. Um, and Peter's like, I'm not here for this. I have a date. <laughs> I'll definitely put Aka awkward here. Yeah. And so he, he bounces and he swings down and picks up uh, MJ and they go. And I love that it's like, because usually when a Spider-Man swings up and picks picks up the girl and she's like, oh, it's so oh. wonderful. And she's like, ah. She's like clinging to him for dear life. She's like, I do not like this. I do not like Please put me down. We're never doing this We're again. We're never doing this again, ever. He's like, oh, okay. And they swing off into the city, and it cuts to credits. And then we get our first mid credit scene. J.K. Simmons! <laughs> and we, we, we get all this, like, uh, bullshit about, like, oh, Mysterio's character, like, defeats the, the big baddie. Uh, and but, Spider-Man's really the villain. And Spider-Man's really the villain, and, like... Doctors, all the images that he his drones picked up because um, Ralphie downloaded it and sent it to the uh, the the news organization. No, and no, 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 not news. It's the DailyBugle.net. It's clearly one of those like over like hyped like conspiracy theory websites. Like that's got to be what this is. Like I don't think it's like a like a. Oh, you're thinking it's like I, it's like a TMZ yeah, type. Yeah, no, type I, of, think it's, uh, I think it's one of those like. 
conspiracy theory things because that makes more sense to me for like a J. Jenna Jameson like in this kind of world. Uh. And so I think that's what it is because it was like from the Daily Bugle dot net and you're like Really? <laughs> so I think that, that uh that's what that's the vibe I was getting. But yeah, and then at the very end you see the shot and it's Quentin Beck saying, uh Spider Man's real name is Peter Parker and he flashes this picture on the screen and Peter goes, Oh fuck and then What the fuck <laughs> and then it cuts to black and then we get the post credit scene which has nothing to do with Spider-Man but it's scrolls there were scrolls all along mm-hmm. <laughs> it was scrolls all along <laughs> and they are yeah, they just said they're setting up secret invasion for which is a Marvel thing. Disney Plus TV show coming yeah. out at some point some point like next year I think maybe the year after I don't know when it's coming up but it's coming and this is the start of that so yeah, we find that um, Fury has been on the whatever I forget the sh- the name of the ship is it the Nautilus? I don't remember. I can't remember what the. I didn't pay attention to that. I didn't care. <laughs> it's on a spaceship. They were on a spaceship with all the the scroll that Captain um, Captain Marvel saved, and um, presumably he's been there since the Captain Marvel movie. I don't think so. Is that is that is that the. Is that the presumption or no? No, I think the implication is that um, he's been up there for a while, but not since Captain Marvel. Because the there were hints that Nick Fury and Maria Hill weren't Nick Fury and Maria Hill throughout this movie. That you don't see that because like character things like don't line up with other uh, films like Maria calls Nick Fury Nick instead of Fury. Fury. And things like that that don't line up with past things. So I think the implication is that for this movie and possibly some other events, it was it was scrolls, but not like since Captain Marvel because that wouldn't make sense. Why wouldn't it make, that make sense? Because there wouldn't be inconsistencies with the characters this movie and not all of the other ones. Like they would just line up and you'd be like, Oh, these characters who have been acting exactly the same way the entire time are here. Because even he says, like, I don't know how to get a hold of the Avengers. Nick Fury would know how to get a hold of the Avengers at all times. So if Talos has always been Talos pretending to be Nick Fury, like every time we saw Nick Fury is really Talos, he would know how to get a hold of the Avengers. Which indicates that it is a newer thing that Nick Fury has gone up to space to deal with some other threats. Maybe after, maybe after the funeral for Tony Stark, or maybe it was before the like. Maybe uh, he went up there, bef- like pre Infinity War, and it was Talos that was snapped, and not Nick Fury. Mm, I see. So I don't know, but I don't think that is that the implication is that Nick Fury has been up there since Captain uh, Captain Marvel, because that would mean every movie that has happened. Was it Nick Fury? Yeah. Was it Nick Fury? Because Captain Marvels took took place in the nineties, and yeah. Iron Man starts in two thousand eight. Yeah, that's that was what I was. That's what I was thinking. I was oh thinking, yeah, I, just, I think I was thinking that the that the big reveal was like, oh, this entire time, Nick Fury wasn't actually Nick Fury. And it, was it was always it was a, scroll. a scroll. Yeah, I don't think so, but we'll find out in another movie because guess what? There are more. There are plenty more. We <laughs> are going to have Mar- we will have Marvel questions when we die, and there will still be Marvel movies coming out. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, JJ, how would you rate Spider-Man Far From Home? I will rate Spider-Man Far From Home 
Um, because I mean, compared to like the second, so like this is the second Tom Holland Spider-Man compared so, to the second Sam Raimi Spider-Man, and we're also comparing it to the second Andrew Garfield and the second Andrew Garfield, which, which is uh, clearly <laughs> the most the inferior of the three. Which is the inferior of all of the movies we have seen to this point. At this point. Because <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, definitely, making Spider-Man on the bottom, I would put Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2 um, in the middle, and I would put Far From Home just slightly above um, Sam, Sam Raimi's. Raimi's. Just because um, I think the, like you said, M- Zendaya's MJ is greater than Kirsten Dunst's MJ. And all MJ does in Spider-Man Two is just get, just get captured and like, is is useless. Um, the, uh, I think the the uh, like the relationship between Peter Parker and MJ I think is more, I think it's just more compelling and more mm-hmm. interesting in Tom Holland's uh, in Far From Home than. Uh, than Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2. I think the villain is more... How do I feel about the villain? I I was gagged at the, uh, at at the, the reveal. reveal and the way that they framed that. But I mean, Alfred Molina is still really he's, good. He's also very charming. Very, very I charming. I think that the villains are on point because they're t- they're, they're, it's two separate approaches. I would say that both villains are, are on par. I wouldn't say one was better than the other because they're so differently approached. Because when I think that there is a stronger betrayal feel with Jake Gyllenhaal, but Alfred Molina's like, God, even when he was a villain, he was also very like you're still like, oh, you're charming and you're good. God, you're talented. Ooh. Mm. Um. So yeah, I don't think that there's it's comparing apples and oranges, and I don't think that that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll give Jake Gyllenhaal the slight edge because I. Bang the shit out of Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> um, I think. I mean, I don't want to give like CGI that much credence just because Sam Raimi's Spider-Man was so long ago. Yeah. But like it was, I. It's just more vis. It was just very visually pleasing. Yeah. Um, I'm. Sh- I'm sure I would have thought Sam Raimi's second Spider-Man was just as visually pleasing at the time. Yeah, and I think but- that it's like most of the effects holds up. It's just not as Obviously not as fine-tuned as Far From Home, just because technology has advanced so much in the last 10 years. Yeah, for sure. But um, it's... I think... I forgot. What did I... Do you remember what I rated Spider-Man 2? I gave it a 4? I think it is a 4, maybe 4.5. I don't think I gave a half points yet. But I'm going to do it today. I'm going to give... Far from home. I might. I'm gonna give it a four point five broken black dahlia necklaces. <laughs> four and a half black dahlia necklaces. Yeah. Because <laughs> the half one is the broken one. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Um, I mostly concur. I think that as even as a like as a standalone film, I think that. Sam Raimi's film makes more sense on its own, whereas, like I said, you have a lot to unpack from the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe for Far From Home to make more sense. Mm -hmm. You can't just walk into it blind because there'd be lots of questions. Like, how I picture it is, if I were to sit down and watch this movie with my mom, how much would she understand about it? And you're like, not very much. (laughs) There will be moments where she's like, yeah, this is great. Okay, who's that guy? 
why is this guy here? Why is he like, what's going on? Like every time Nick Fury's on, I'm just like, why is Samuel L. Jackson in this movie? <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Why do they keep talking about all these superheroes? Like, are they dead? Like I can see immediately, like, I will always love you on. <laughs> There'll be lots of questions. So it doesn't, sure. it doesn't hold up on its own. So I think that on that regards, I think that Sam Raimi, as a, just as a Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man 2 is a slightly better just Spider-Man film. However, if we're going for, we're taking all of the content into consideration, I think that Far From Home is slightly better as a piece of a franchise. I mean, yeah, for sure, because it is, the, these are the second movies of their franchise. Um, and I will rate... Far From Home, four and a half Jake Gyllenhaal butts. Because, yeah. That's eight butt cheeks. <laughs> Nine butt cheeks. No. What's four and a half, what's four and a half times two? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's nine butt cheeks. It's nine butt cheeks, yeah. Because four. Math is hard, y'all. <laughs> Math is hard. Let's go shopping. <laughs> So, that has been our deep dive into Spider-Man Far From Home. Thank you for listening to Nobody Asked Our Opinion. You can send us an email with any and all of your opinions about Spider-Man or thoughts and opinions on what we should jump into next because we're almost done with this franchise at nobodyasedouropinion at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at nobodyasedouropinion. You can listen to us on YouTube at Nobody Asked Our Opinion Podcast. You can follow me at Joey Snow 2006 And you can follow me at Pianoman underscore zero five. Follow our unpaid intern Natalia at The Third Rule Creative. Follow our producer Jonathan at Jelly Sound. Rate us, leave a review wherever you get podcasts. Tell your friends to check us out so we can give more fun content to more fun, cool people. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.